and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is... Again, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> Ross and Phil talk movies. I'm not recording this in a toilet, Ross. Um, my office where oh. I work is uh, quite empty at the moment. I'm in the middle of redecorating, so that's why Ooh. it's sounding a little bit more echoey. So it does sound like I'm in a toilet, but I'm not in a toilet. Excellent. How are you? Uh, recovering from a lot of things, but, you know, getting on with stuff. You've been a busy boy. It's been very hectic the last two months. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some of that today. We're going to talk about Cannes. Um... I can barely remember any of that. <laughs> Don't st- Look, this whole podcast is focused towards Cannes. I've got minimal material Ooh, to make this work. It's going to be short. <laughs> without, without you, this is going to be a very, very, very short podcast. It's going to be short. Anyway. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Um, I was I was going to say I think it would be very interesting. When was the last can you went to? It was early two thousands, right? Oh god! Um, it was would have been two thousand and seven. Okay, so mid two thousands. Yeah, twelve years. I would I would be genuinely interested for you to come next year, just for a day. For you, because you just because you you know when you go to something regularly and you see it changing, yeah. like you don't. Think, I would love to see your reaction to what it is now. Yeah, because do you know I what? think you'd be. Let's we'll get to it in a bit. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think you'd be very. I don't know. I I think I, I yeah. I I think it would be very interesting. In fact, for anyone who might be listening who hasn't been to Cannes for argument's sake in ten years, let's just use that as a rough bar. Yeah. To to, to go now and to see what it is, I think there would be a. Some words. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, well, now you've yeah, built, like, now you've built intrigue. I like it. Um, yeah, like I, for real. For funny real. enough, I, I, I might take you up on that because I would quite like to go again. Um, but we're going to start with our, our our new regular feature, which we did Ooh. the first time we did the podcast. Uh, last time we did the podcast, um, which is the last film that I saw. Yes. So, what was the last film that you saw? Can we do this like we did last time, where it was like. Because the, the most recent film I saw was an old film, okay, and then and and then do and then do the most recent film. If yes, that makes sense. you can do it yeah, that okay. way. You can okay. bend the rules. <laughs> I, don't, well, I just I just think that makes sense because, like, <laughs> you know, we should we should be looking at like what's out now as well, right? Yeah. So, no, you're completely um, right. Okay, so the most recent film that I saw, like most recently released film that I saw, most recently, uh, which I saw yesterday, was Late Night, which I absolutely loved. Oh, the um, Mindy, the... Mindy Kaling and Emma, Tom, Emma yeah, Thompson. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I heard the review on Kermode and Mayo, and they said it was really good. I absolutely loved. Like, I think it it's difficult. Ex- it's difficult to exactly explain why it's so good, but it's primarily things like the script and performances and things. What you mean, like, old it, school like, things that used to make it's made because well, because yeah. well, it's very unfussy <laughs> in terms of its direction and in terms of its cinematography in a good way, like in a good way. The performances, like Thompson and Lithgow. I, without hesitation, I, I think deserve Academy Award nominations, Ooh. and the roles are not typically the ones that you might associate with that selection, right? Like, although Lithgow maybe a little bit because he's dealing with an illness in it, but only that it's not an it's not it's not a, a major part of of what his performance involves. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, so like, but they are they are. And of all the two people together, Thompson and Lifka, I mean, they're both brilliant, normally. Like, even, in, you know, things that aren't good. But there's something very, very, very special about their 
performances, like really brilliant. And, and Mindy Kaling, by the way, is great, but she is sort of doing the Mindy Project style shtick. But I love that. Like, if anyone's seen the Mindy Project, you'll love this. Um, and a lot of the performers you'll have seen in like a lot of TV shows, like Veep and all sorts of things. It's very like high quality, but primarily TV performers. Um, I, I really loved it. I saw oh. a friend of mine who's quite picky as well, and he really enjoyed it too. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain exactly why. It's just quality. I will add late night to I, my. I um... really recommend it. Like I really, really recommend it. Oh, what? And it, ha- it has it has small hints of things like Thirty Rock in it because it's about the making of a show. Yeah, you know stuff like that. Um, but it, it's it's. And by the way, it's not because the trailer I saw indicated that it was like just like a, a laugh. Like you know, like a laugh or fun or whatever, and it is funny. There's lots of funny bits, but it's not just that. It is, in the best sense of the phrase, a comedy drama. Like, and it works really, really well. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, <coughs> high praise indeed. So, yeah, I almost did an Insta Take podcast for it, and then realised I just couldn't be fucking bothered. I saw um, X Men Dark Phoenix. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! So here's, can I just quickly, before you talk about, did I, I don't know if I spoke to you about this. I went to one of those exclusive fan events, like previewing Dark Phoenix. Oh, no, you didn't. So you've seen it. A couple of weeks ago. No, 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 no. It, was, ah. it wasn't the whole, we, in fact, we didn't even know that. Our friend Phil McMullen uh, yes. got tickets. Uh, and it was, it was, by the way, it was a really enjoyable event. Like, I love pictures, obviously. Probably but, far um, better than the film. Well, so here's the thing. You had uh, Chris Hewitt from, is it Empire? Yes. Doing the, it's been very, very good. You know, yeah, Chris is good. Really good presenter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had, and you had like, I mean, you had Simon Kimberg who spoke with passion and very, yeah, very articulate. And then you had, um, you had Fassbender there. You had McAvoy there. Ooh. You had uh, Sophie Turner. Uh, there was who else? Oh God, don't go forget all the people who were there. That's bad. There was, I mean, there was a whole bunch. There uh, were McAvoy, people. There were people there. Sophie Turner. Who? Oh, Jessica Chastain. Like what? <laughs> it was like it was amazing. Like line up to see them talking and and, and enjoying. I'm it. guessing she probably said more on stage than she did in the whole fucking film. Well, so here's the thing: they showed us three clips, and I and Phil were both because I, I quickly go back in time. Apocalypse is terrible. I watched it again in the run up to this. Terrible. Apocalypse is still genuinely a terrible film. Like like embarrassing and confused and it's a recruitment movie or something although Cody Smith with Fierce Nightfall is fucking great yes like great like not in it enough but great um but but that's hard to you know that, that's not that doesn't make the film okay <laughs> like it's terrible so here's the thing the three clips they showed us were really great like I, I was a little bit like oh fuck maybe this is going to be good like maybe this is maybe this is a turn of like Kinberg the writer directing it now and all that shit. And I'll I'll, I'll brief for a voice. I'll just I'll just um, capture them with what they're about to so not spoil mm. anything. The first one was like the space bit, oh, which yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I I think was great. Like we, we thought it was great. Um, the thing with where she turns up at Genosha and, they, and sort of sends off some helicopters, I thought yep. that was really good. Uh, what was it? Oh, now here we go. The third clip is unmemorable. Suddenly, probably on the train. Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, hang on. No, that's really annoying because actually I will say all three clips at the time were very good. I'm, for the life of me, I'll, I'll probably remember when I see the movie. But they were three. Oh, oh no, no, sorry, no. It was a clip where she was confessing to Magneto how good it feels to be bad, essentially. Um, and like they were, because I'm not really a fan of Sophie Turner as, uh, it, it particularly again in Apocalypse, I thought she was rubbish, mm. like really rubbish. And I thought Ty Sheridan, who's I think is a good actor, I don't think he's a good Cyclops at all. No, like, he's, he's uh, terrible. At all. 
it's like a weird whiny brat Cyclops Marsden and I'm not, I'm not just trying to uh, because Marsden looks exactly like Cyclops looks in the books and, yeah. and gave it heart and charm when, when he gets removed in like the third one that was a really bad mistake in my that was one of the bad mistakes in the third movie <laughs> one, but look, one with, of many with, but, without, but without getting it I don't, I don't think it's too fair to compare them but uh, <laughs> you know you can't help it a little bit no. but I think Ty Sheridan's just a very strange choice and it's sometimes sometimes I would applaud that but in this situation, I don't think it would. Sorry to, to tangent. I'll just say, like, no, no, I, saw these, I saw these three clips in this presentation. And I will say, I was a bit shocked and, and thought, even though we know this film's been on the shelf for a couple of years, by the way, that's the thing. Like, it's made quite a while. It wasn't made when they said it was made. That was for sure. Like, New Mutants, that's, that's been on the shelf for ages, right? It's finally coming out soon. Um, uh, next year now. That was, uh, well, that's even because there's posters up in the Cineworld in, in, um, in O2. But yeah, I heard it had moved. But yeah, they pushed it to February. There, so, so one, uh, like it's going to end up going direct to video. It was well, it was originally going not originally for a while. It was going straight to Hulu. Yeah, and you kind of go, and it was the one how, I was just looking at because how fucking bad is a film to put it straight how to bad Hulu? Is it? Yeah, exactly. A, what an, a, a, probably a an eight a hundred million eighty million dollar movie. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be a significant. It's probably somewhere between Deadpool and the next one up kind of thing. You know, a hundred million dollar movie or something. And and you kind of go, what's happened there? Like, how bad is it? Because that's the only reason people forget this is that's the only reason this happens. That's the only reason things get. Oh like, yeah, look, it's the only reason why films go straight to Netflix. Right, exactly. When you've got yeah, exactly. G films and um, Cloverfield movies and Absolutely. all of those go straight to Netflix, it's not because it's good. It's because Blockbuster right. no longer exists and there isn't a bottom shelf. And I don't think that it's going to be able to take in what I mean at the box, etc., etc. So yeah, so sorry. No, so, so <laughs> well. We, so, like, I've got a weird relationship with the X-Men movies. One and two, fantastic. Three, terrible, right? First class, if I remember rightly, I think I enjoyed it more than you. First class. So here's the thing. I, I've, I've watched them all again recently. First class I remember really liking. Like, overall, really liking. It was a bit rough around the edges. And watching it again recently, it's very rough in places. Like, I'd forgotten quite a bit of it. But I still like it a lot. Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot to like in it. Days of Future but Past. My, yeah. I'm not a fan. So here's the thing. I love the seventies Logan stuff. I think that's fucking yes. great. I think it's really great. Like I want, I want, I want Hugh Jackman to play Dirty Harry, like des- <laughs> yeah. like desperately because he looks so good in the seventies. Um, and then the future stuff is all a bit meh, but it's like, but overall it evens out as like I don't know, like a seven. Like it's pretty good. Like it's uh, enjoyable. Obviously, Apocalypse is is shite. Diabolical. Here's a funny thing, dude. When I when I I remember being really bored by it in the cinema. And again, with my, funny enough, with my very picky friend, uh, I was talking about earlier, we saw it together. And we were just bored to shit. And here's the thing. When I went to my Letterboxd account to update it for the new viewing, which was like four out of ten charitably, like charitably. Charitably. I had previously rated it a seven out of ten. And I was like, but I remember it being really boring. Like, wow. Why did I give it... Why don't I give it some? The only thing I can think of is what else did I watch around that time that made? Yeah, it? some sometimes it's yeah. it's by association, isn't it? Um, yeah. anyway, so, sorry, sorry, this is your bit. Yeah, no, it's fine. I just, but I just wanted I just wanted to set this to the fact that I was very cynical about it, and yeah. then going to this event, I was like, this looks weirdly good, like surprisingly so good. They probably and, and showed then, you some yeah. of the better bits. Obviously, Ultimately, yeah. the problem is nothing in it is earned, right? Nothing. So. You've got this relationship between Jean Grey and Cyclops, which in the original X-Men films, at least by X3, 
Yeah. It was earned, right? But they were already, and this is the other thing, in the first X-Men film, they were already together. Yeah. And in, in, in Apocalypse, that's the first time they meet, and there is zero chemistry. None. Like, and, and, and even worse, even worse, when he first meets her, he's all blindfolded and shit, and he's giving her shit, right? Like, he's giving her shit. And they bump into each other. There's some weird stuff between them where he's giving her shit. When he gets his glasses and he can see, he falls for her. He falls for her <laughs> by what she looks like. Yeah. Totally. And you kind of go, is that a great... By the way, I'm not, I'm not trying to be unrealistic here. We all attraction at first sight, right? But, like, he, he falls yeah. off because she's, like, a movie It's a bit star, of a dick move, great... isn't it? That's terrible. <laughs> so, That's a really bad message. So, it's... Nothing is earned. The, the Dark Phoenix story is arguably more interesting in X3 because at least they wow. take the ball <laughs> and run with it. And they did, they, the problem with X3, I don't know if you remember, is that they did two storylines at the same yes. time. Yeah, yeah. And also, Wolverine isn't, without getting too geeky here, no, but Wolverine, Wolverine is, is an integral part of the and, Dark Phoenix And song. again, so, so <clears throat> like, I, I'm not, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but they yeah, give probably, something yeah. away in the trailer mm. that they really could have not given away, right? Okay. Like, something happens to a certain character and you're just kind of like, well, mm, okay. Oh, that, Oh, that's it. Sorry, I remember what the third clip was. Go on. It's a bit. It's a bit with the subway car, where he walks into the building and confronts her, and they reveal in this clip they reveal a character who's died. Yes, they brilliant. Eh? In the clip, brilliant. I went. This is before we've seen the film, and they do it in the trailer too. Yeah, they, they do. do so if you've seen the what trailer, the you know that someone yeah. dies, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's really upset. In fact, two characters. Sorry, two characters. Because they say that one of them's missing, and that one of them is definitely dead. Like, and you kind of go, "What?" Yeah, I think it's two. I think it's no, no, two. it's just one. Oh, sorry. Oh, maybe but, I misunderstood. So, 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 so anyway, so yes, yeah, so, so, so she, so, so that character is dead, yeah. right? Which they give away in the trailer that a main character is dead. Yeah. So that character, arguably the most interesting character out of the <laughs> yeah. So that character's dead. Jean Grey is Jean Grey. Yeah. Quicksilver is literally benched a third yeah. of the way in the movie. Yeah. So their second most interesting character, yeah. totally benched. You do not see him till the last scene of the film. Right. Right. Nothing is earned. Nothing is... I listened to a podcast this morning and they described it as feeling cheap. And right. they, they said that basically... They, the, the X-Men films have completely ignored the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe exists and things have moved on. Right, and it feels yeah. incredibly lo-fi. It feels incredibly 90s in that you have a villain, villain, quote-unquote, in Jessica yeah. Chastain, who literally turns up and goes, I am, I am a villain. And then... Yeah. Come with me, and Sophie Turner comes with her, and then all of a sudden they yeah. they're not together, and and then right. they're fighting, and you're just like, I don't, you don't know who these people are, and no. that may well come from the fact that they completely reshot the third act. Well, this is the thing, and also Chastain is not for the man, but Chastain is playing a character who is who is literally created for the film. Yeah, literally, but we were told that we were told that to be, fair. and literally, why you don't even know who she is, you don't know their motivation, <laughs> right. you don't know what they do. So it's not a terrible film though. The 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 sequence right. on the train towards the end of the film, mm. which kind of is is three quarters of the finale, is brilliant. Right. All these X Men fighting these completely uh, like they could be the Shatari for you care for for right. fucking yeah. pointless as they were. Um, 
but the, the, them fighting together and using their powers and everything else is really cool. And then it, the film kind of ends and with a bunch of C, a little bit of CGI and you just kind of go, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so not terrible, but but yeah. Anyway, we've spent like over half our podcast talking about <laughs> one film, two films. Um, not, here's the thing: I, really <clears throat> I might even see it today because you know it is. It, what it, is. it is. It, I gave it a five out of ten. Apocalypse would have been a four out of ten. First Class would have been an eight. I think I even gave it a nine when I first saw it, but probably an eight now. And yeah. Days of Future Past is probably a six. I think this whole new X Men post First Class has been a bit of a disappointment also they fucked up the timelines oh so my much. god like, they, just don't, they just don't even care and i'm not by the way again i'm not the most i don't care that much but by apocalypse you are going when is this set I, so again when and is it set? i'm sitting here going well wolverine's technically alive in this film right but not in the film no exactly um you've got Characters that were in the last film in Apocalypse, which I I don't know if they died or not, but they seem to have completely disappeared. Where's no set like like a lot of these people they gathered in Apocalypse, like all these new original versions of things, which was so like fucking Storm weird. is in this movie. Yes, yeah, Storm. Yeah, but she was, was in the other one. Like, was about she? Ten minutes. Well, yeah. Okay. So it's just so badly done. Storm's actually not bad, but she, again, like when Good you, actress, she she looks right. Yeah, yeah she looks great. And when, when you can use the phrase, she's no Halle Berry. Right, yeah. That's when you know you're, you're kind of fucked, you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, or, I agree. She's no Halle Berry, and you're just like... And, like, Magneto's got, got like, basically two random mutants. You know, on on Geosa, yeah. um, like, there's, I don't know if they showed, like, he's just got a couple of two random... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they, show, they showed them. Like, who are they? Were they in first uh, in any other films? I don't think so. What's the fucking point of them? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think so. And they're just like literally high unnamed unnamed mutant cannon fodder and high right, unnamed mutant yeah. cannon fodder. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. oh god, like Magneto's basically got no like how many cool X Men are there? Like on no, both not, sides, it's just loads in theory. Like, thousands. Do remember, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember in Apocalypse. There's like one quite good scene where Apocalypse <laughs> is like telling it, like getting him to sort of be able to lift up ground, like he takes it to yeah. Auschwitz. Which was like simultaneously quite interesting and then also just really insulting. Like it yeah. was both. It was like it was a good idea, but it, it cheapens Auschwitz. Like like it thinks it thinks it's being worthy while cheapening Auschwitz. It's like, yeah. like, it's like kind of weird. But 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 and, but that scene aside, which was actually because you're sort of seeing Magneto grow a little bit. Yeah. Because of it. But then in the end, he's just being duped by him. Like he's just this dupe. He's like this. He's gone from being <clears throat> in this in the carnation because Fastbender's done a great job. Let's be Fast honest. Fastbender like, is fantastic. Yeah, like, but he's gone from being this. I mean, first class. But one of the best things about it is it's like Magneto is sort of James Bond, like going on a revenge mission. Like he's like a man on a mission. Yeah. in a black polo neck. Like, he looks. He's just totally badass. Um, they've taken him from. It's a bit like um, Morpheus in the Matrix films. In the first film, he's like this kind of prophet. Who, who guides our hero. In the second movie, he's like just one of a bunch of people. And then in the third movie, he reads the map while Jada Pinkett Smith is driving. I mean, that is literally what they do to him. And he just go, he's he the In the third movie, he just go, turn left here. Like, it is that. It literally is that. No, that, you and know, you're like, thinking Lawrence Fishburne. You're thinking, because he makes... Not I, said get Lawrence, I said Lawrence Oh, Fishburne. did you? Sorry, Morpheus. I thought you said Keanu Reeves. Sorry, my brain went... No, 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 no. Yeah. I was, but no, you're completely Jesus right. Yeah, you're literally like... Like the downgrade of Lawrence Fishburne through the Matrix films yeah, is yeah. hysterical. Literally, 
I am Morpheus. I am like the leader yeah. of the rebellion. To yeah. hi, I'm your co-pilot. Uh, can I get you a coffee? I mean, literally, he's just. Like, and actually, I'm not even sure they trust him with a coffee. Well, I just, it was really, dep- like, it's funny, but it's also quite depressing. And it also shows you how little they gave a fuck. But that's yeah. beside the But Fastbane is good. But, what, but this is what I'm getting at, is that, like, like, he, I'm going to explain. Like, like, they've done the same thing to Magneto, at least so far. I mean, Dark Phoenix, he looks much more relevant because he started this colony and all that shit, thank God, at least from the clips. Yeah, but he's in, in it in quite a bit more. I was like, in Apocalypse, I was just like, he's stupid, he's being manipulated by this guy, like, he thinks he's a god, and he's gone along with and it. Like, what the fuck? Also, going on? and I, I kind of get that comic books, comic book films are like you know characters yeah. quite change quite a bit. But of course, that's fine. There's like Magneto's killed thousands of people <laughs> by this point, right? Like, yeah. like um, Raven has killed thousands of people by this point. When did she? I don't. I don't get the point where she was like, "Yeah, I'm now back as an X Men full time." It's like, hold on. I know. I, know. I don't like. Literally, this Fox have fucked this up so bad. Like, the timeline makes no sense. Like, oh, oh we wrote X three out of existence. Well, no, technically, you've written X Men two out of existence and X Men. Yeah, there's a lot of things that match. And by the way, I've never really cared. Like, you could do just a different yeah. story. Yeah. Like just reboot it or whatever, that's fine. But well, comic books aren't the best to... for doing. Comic books aren't the best for their no, own. They can, change, they can change what they want, and that, by the way, that's fine. You can do it, but don't do it and try and hang on to the continuity. Yeah, there. yeah, right, because it doesn't work. It just, does, just doesn't work. And it's, it's even worse when these films start to reference things that happen in the films that in their timeline right. haven't happened yet, and you kind of go, yeah. "Hold on, but that <laughs> hasn't." Now you're just trying to be smart. Yeah, but you're not being smart. (laughs) At least, at least Marvel get the rights back now. Yeah, that's exciting. So Marvel have yet to fuck up a property. They they've rescued Hulk. They've rescued Spider Man. You know, whatever they do with X Men in five ten years time, and I hope it's five to ten years time. By the way, this can't be in two years. I need a break. Yeah, I think Um, we all do. Just for continuity purposes. Um, just reset it. No, no one's going to care. No, no one's Obviously, one massive caveat on all of this um, with the whole timeline thing is Logan is still great. Yeah, of course. Um, so, look, we have about eight and a half minutes left of this podcast, give or take. Um, talk to me about Cannes, which actually fits in oh, quite nicely because we saw the second Matrix film at Cannes. That's true. I made Kevin move. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry about Tutting. it. Tutting. So... I, I was so I was shouting. You were you were literally I was sat next to you and I and was I, I, I was crying with laughter. I do not apologise. It was no, I was crying awful. with laughter. There was there yeah. was a moment in the Matrix reloaded where I think I looked at you and I was just kinda of like I think it was the burly fight. The, 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 but it's the, like it's like are they for real with this shit? Yeah, like, and, are they for real? And everyone's like, real? Yeah, this is the best thing I've ever seen, man. Uh, and I was like, fuck. dude, it looks like a fucking PlayStation game. Yeah, and also at least everybody finally understood how shit it was. The bit when he removes the bullet from her, like Jesus, and everyone laughed except Kev. Like, it's apparently, and, it, and it's so important. Like it's so important. Except like, Kev. in theory, it should be important, but it's shit. Like, like oh. Except Kev. And people, <laughs> people were laughing so hard. It was point. it was a shit show. Um, yeah. But talk to me about Ken. What's changed? Yeah. <clears throat> right, well. Because um... my memory of Cannes is, like, we went there, we, we tried to sell a film or two, it was 
Um, the Marche, the Marche. I was going to do the Marche and Market the at the same Marche, time. The Marche, the Marche was Marche. was a fantastically sleazy place full of films that you mm-hmm. would like that I wanted to watch. Yeah, um, and there was some some quality stuff in there, but you know there was the peddlers of of there was the purveyors of shite like Troma, and I say that affectionately. I love their films. Um, even you know York Entertainment, our, um, you know Barbara, everyone that you know they were all selling the same type of film. And it was gloriously cheesy. Um, and you get some film critics there and, you know, not mentioning anyone, but a certain very well-known podcast critic um, telling you, don't you know who I am? I remember that story quite well. <laughs> um, <coughs> Mark Kermode. And let's, let's face it, I, I, I like him a lot now, but at the time. <laughs> oh, at the time, he was, that was just like, you fucking prick. Um yeah. And you know, like, like I think it was one of our colleagues, Jason, was it that was that had a piss next to Tarantino in the in the mm-hmm. toilets, and me getting us getting kind of waylaid by Don the Dragon Wilson in possibly one of my finest moments of my entire existence, where he told us how he would have dealt with things <laughs> on, with certain terrorists on a plane, and it was just it was like a story for another day, but possibly like, one of the greatest moments of my life. This isn't Passenger Fifty Seven, Don, but also <laughs> he was amazing. But I loved every second of it. And, and then when we handed him over to Andy, um, yeah. Andy Wenham, who's a, no, Andy um, Pryor, Andy who's Pryor. a massive fan. And like, Andy, look, this is Don. And like, I think we came back about See half ya. an hour later and Don was telling him the same yeah. 9-11 yeah. thing that he oh, told amazing. us. Brilliant. Best day ever. I'll underline that. Like, I, I know him well and I love him. But I love Don. <laughs> and obviously, and the, the other great memory was when we got completely lost and we ended up like, Photo yep. bombing the the Star Wars photo call with with everyone was getting out of the cars. Of, was that attack? Was that Attack of the Clones? I think it was Revenge of the Sith. I might be Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, we, we we were in between the photographers and yeah. everyone getting out the car, and we were like, "Why is everyone shouting at us?" And we realised that we're blocking <laughs> their view of Samuel L. Jackson that and was really, Natalie was Portman, really and it was like that just was hysterical. Really and then running into random people in hotels like Ronald Emmerich and Salma yeah. Hayek, and so that's my memory of camp. So that shit doesn't happen anymore. Um, <laughs> so, like, that, none of that. I haven't seen a famous person in Cannes in years. Like, really? I mean, they're there on the red carpet. They're there in the red carpet. Because they used to be like, like, literally walking around. They used to literally bump into Van Damme or Dolph Lundgren. And not just like the fucking, beast. Or fucking stars. Ethan, I, mean, Ethan, I was going to say Ethan Hawke. I once bumped into Ethan Hawke like, and briefly said hello. Like, it's like, that just doesn't happen anymore. I genuinely all, like, ran. I literally ran into Eva Longoria as we were coming out of a nightclub. It's like, it's, it doesn't just, like, obviously they're there and they promote and they do the red carpet and I'm sure they make their appearances or whatever, pies. So, okay, listen, um, I don't even know where to begin. But the most obvious thing is, <clears throat> if, you're, if you don't go anywhere else on a night out in Cannes, you tend to go to the Grand Hotel and there's a terrace and you hang out and the drinks are horrendously expensive, but everybody's <laughs> there at some point and you talk to everyone and you hang out and you chat and, whatever, and you'll meet new people and blah, 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 right? Which is great. It's probably my favourite bit of the whole thing. Um, and usually there are to be roughly hundreds of people, hundreds of, of any given evening, at least a few hundred people dotting around, like in and out, you know, whatever. And um, the first night this year, we walked in there, I can't remember exactly what time, call it half 9pm, which is you know early-ish, but still. <clears throat> and we sat down and there were 17 people outside and we were five of them. Wow. And then there was about 20 people inside. Inside that, that bar is usually 
heaving with people, like heaving with people. Um, and it was like, there's like 20 people. And then on, I can't remember what night, was it the Thursday? I think it was the Thursday. So we got there on the Tuesday. The Thursday night, we went into the bar. And this was later. This was like 10.30 p.m.-ish. And what we, if you're, <clears throat> for anyone who knows, if you put your back to the bar at the ground and you look out, to your left, there's a set of seats. Well, there's seats everywhere, but there's a set of seats from the left-hand corner, which is usually absolutely rammed. I, in 20 years, <clears throat> I have sat in those chairs twice. And it's because each time there were people I already knew sitting there. Right. Like, that's, that's the only time it's This year, <clears throat> I and several people sat down. And it was completely empty. We just sat down and just chatted. And the whole way through, I was like, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. This isn't, this isn't possible, really. Yeah. So um, uh, one of my director friends had a bunch of friends, but John Langridge and I directed 13 Graves. Everyone go and see 13 Graves UK premiere on the 24th of June. Plug, plug, plug. Um, please talk on Facebook for 13 Graves and come to the premiere. It's going to be great. 13 um, Graves. <laughs> is Glenn in that? Uh, Glenn is in that. Yeah. Salvage, uh, Tony Cook, Jacob Anderson, Kevin Leslie, James Morgan. I'm going to list everyone. Uh, Terry Dwyer, for anyone who knows. Michael McKell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Good really, gosh. really cool horror film. It's really cool, like a crime horror film. And I, I'm not just saying that because we're selling it. I am partly saying that because we're selling it. <laughs> you are partly um, saying it because you're selling it, yeah. But, but, it's, but it's really, really enjoyable. Um, anyway, but the point is, he turned up about, oh, I can't remember exactly, I'd been there for about 40 minutes, uh, talking with people, and I mean, Sean Cronin was there, that was really nice to catch up, and all these people. But it was still dead, right? And we said, he said, oh, we were, like, I was like, I'm sort of ready to go back to the flat because we were, we were all staying together. And and. And then we thought, okay, I'll tell you what, let's walk the boardwalk. There's this bit between the bar and the, the exit of the hotel where it's like a, some grounds, you know, like a nice green. Uh, and there's like a boardwalk that type, kind of takes you from the paper croissant up to the hotel. Croissant. And normally the croissant, the croissant. Um, when you walk up and down that thing, you eventually see someone you see, like sitting down, whatever, and you talk for a bit and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and I, I figured, okay, if we do this, be like, we'll be here for like another 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, because you end up talking to a few people here and there. And oh, shit. I mean, even I, who'd gone, I think, three or four times, by my yeah. second or third time, people would stop me and talk to me that knew me. Yeah. That I'd, exactly. I'd met at Cannes previously. It, it's a very social thing, you know, it's a yeah. very social thing. And we, <laughs> we went out to the boardwalk and we left seven minutes later. Wow. Because, because we walked down the boardwalk, nothing. Walked up the boardwalk, saw two actors that we know, hi. Like, that was it. And then we went back to the flat. It was like, and, so, okay, now I will, I will caveat this quickly by saying Friday and Saturday were very busy. Like Friday and Saturday yeah. were properly back up to roughly the same levels as normal. Petty Majestic as well, where everyone goes. Petty Majestic, you could just walk, you could go to a toilet in the Petty Majestic without queuing, which is unheard of. Like it's unheard of. If people don't know, you just don't get to walk in there so, and go to the loo. You have to queue for like half an are hour. Are people only going for those two days now? The Friday, well, Saturday? That's a, well, I've, I've already said, like, this year I went for five days. Next year I'm going for three days. I'm going to go, well, I say three days, three whole days. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Friday afternoon to the Tuesday morning because quite a few, we came back the Sunday night. And this year, for some reason, a bunch of the things that I would normally go to, or a few of the things at least, that I quite like, um, were on the Monday night. So I'm slightly adjusting yeah. what I do or what we do next year. Uh, just And it's not that big a deal, but it's a shame because there's a couple of things that we nice to have done to. Um, it was just, it's just... Oh, again, to step back, Evolution Films, we had a whole bunch of appointments. 
from what I can tell, we've made more sales than ever, which is awesome because John and Diana are amazing. So business, so business wise, business, it's good. Business for us. I don't know about yeah. there were some people who I heard it went very, very badly for. Unfortunately, I'm, I don't. I take no pleasure in saying that. Uh, I'd heard that there were certain companies who have had to make arrangements to pay for their booths. You kind of go, well, are they going to be there next year? You know, like that kind of thing. Uh, there was almost no footfall at all in the Riviera and, and um, Palais. Like, wow. Because no yeah, like you couldn't, time. there were days where you couldn't, couldn't fucking get to some, some stands. Exactly. You know, you're trying to talk to someone on the stand and they've got like, People queuing to yeah, talk to them, which is great for that. Was great for business, Joey. But like, it's um, yeah, it's not like that now at all. I'd be really curious to see, and not in a nasty way. Just sort of no, no, like, no. Like, wow, you can walk around. That's weird. But so, like, how, how did that happen? I've done a bit of research. Obviously, one of the best things about Cannes are the uh, low-budget movie posters. Mm. Um, my favourite, and I suggest you 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 look some of these up. Uh, Halloween at Aunt Ethel's. Oh yeah, I think I've already seen. That's that. a good one. Um, as a, I, I'm a very much a fan of that. Uh, a film that I have to see um, is called Killer Sofa, <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally a picture of a sofa with teeth. Um, there, was, there was remember there was the deathbed. The de- uh, yes, deathbed. Yeah. Um, and then um, thanks to IndieWire, there's a couple of just absolutely terrible films. Um, Gozu Romance. Uh, the poster just looks phenomenal. Um, I've just seen the po- I've just seen the post done by Devil Works. Killer Soap is done by Devil Works. We're a good fun, like a really good fun company. It looks that's like a, Monster Man, right? Do you remember Monster Man? Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. Um, that's can, hilarious. Also, yeah, the, the poster doesn't have a sofa; it's just a chair. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's slightly weird. And and a film that that, that that just for all the wrong reasons says has to be watched: Running with the Devil, which stars Nicolas Cage, Lawrence Fishburne, um, Barry Pepper. I mean. Cole Hauser, if you want a list of people that basically own the can be... It's really funny. I was reading an article about... Um, it says here, like this is off of um, The Guardian. It says, Nick Cage has long been a mainstay of the can market thanks to his willingness to appear in any film, no matter how dreadful. But something went horribly wrong last year. The psychedelic horror flick Mandy was so good it actually got into the festival's director's fortnight sidebar. Thankfully, he's back it's in the amazing. basement this Mandy's, year with Mandy's two efforts. <laughs> but you know what, though? Running with the Devil has an amazing cast. That is a great like, it's cast. Gen- genuinely got an amazing. Adam Goldberg, like Clifton Collins Jr. is awesome. Nicholas Cage, like Lock Fishburne. Never Cole quite got... I, reckon all of these, I reckon all of these people are in it for five minutes. Oh, but, yeah, literally. Um, I, I've um, never got Barry not, Pepper. I mean, what not, is the point of him? Horrible. Actually, though, to be fair to Barry Pepper, to be fair to Barry Pepper, I agree, like, he's always been a bit to me. But he was in that great. Um, See one of the sequels to Ripley, you know the um the talent of Mr. Ripley. Oh yes, he was in like Ripley Underground, which I really liked, like hugely, like hugely liked that film. Um, what's um, the other one to look at? Wanted Hot Roommate. If you if you want to look at possibly the <laughs> the cheapest produced poster ever. I'm having a look now. Haunted Wanted Hot Roommate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, film, obviously, because otherwise you're going to uh, go into a real... I've seen, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. It's a woman's ass. Yeah, it's a woman's ass with two badly photoshopped blokes looking at it. I haven't even got that version. I oh, you've just got the version, just a woman's ass. Um, and, it, um, say, it literally says 10 parts on it. Which yeah, is yeah. It, 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 I mean, and I, I guess the only other one, um, just because it, it, again, if you want like a really... If you want a poster that just makes you not want to see a film... Diary, uh, dairy farm philosopher. Dairy farm philosopher. Yeah. Uh, with amazing. the poster uh, that says one of the three movies you must see before you die, 
We haven't filmed the other two yet. Is that what it says? Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. I mean, and that was the fun of Cam, which sounds like it just isn't there anymore. <laughs> no, there's, there's very, I can't even find it on IMDb, that. Very fun <laughs> philosopher. It's not on IMDb at all. Um, yeah, look, I I really enjoyed being there, seeing people that I care about, like, like you know, catching up and stuff. Uh, I didn't get to see a film, although I did get a ticket to see um, uh, The Dead Don't Die, guttedly. I did oh, not get to the speak. Yeah, I know, on the good, opening man. night. I was gutted, so I really want to see it. Um, and, but, yeah, like, so that was good. Oh, the other thing, the other the other good indicator of what's going on was, do you remember the Screen International Market Guide? Yeah, uh, yeah, essential. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so for people who don't know, or people who do even, the Screen, Screen International is this great trade magazine, and the dailies are great, you know, they keep you updated. And Evo has a very good relationship with them, to be honest. Yeah, you guys cool. get fucking superb publicity. Yeah, we do, we do, we do, we do. And they're lovely people. Ross, you've uh, got to stop sucking that guy's cock, though. It can't last forever. Tastes so good. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving away all your secrets. <laughs> Shout out to Scott yeah. Ben Folded Screen. Um, sorry, Scott. <laughs> um, so, uh, but. But the, the the market guide, which is as most people know, a fairly thick two. Oh, it's, it, I mean, it used to be what we would take away and then use yes. the canvas, basically. Yeah, you, you'd like you'd circle the films you wanted to watch, and you'd like circle the companies you try to meet with, and, and all that stuff. Um, but it, like, it was like, it was like, it just there's no thickness to it at all. Like, I don't, I don't know, it was like a regular, just a magazine sort of thing. And wow. uh, we, we, I, I still haven't opened it. <laughs> it's like quite weird. I've got it. I, I take every, you know, that's my thing I take back from can kind of thing. Um, and I still haven't opened it. And I'm like, what? what's happening? <laughs> like, it's very strange. So, what, so look, we've got to wind up, but uh, just, just quickly, Troma's still there? Uh, I think you see him. Wow. York? No Are York still I don't, about? I don't, think, I don't think there's been a parade in ages. No, I haven't seen York in ages. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> look, no. look, no. I, I don't want to say it out loud, but no loss. Um, <laughs> oh, did I say it out loud? Um, I'm trying to think who else would have been like. Um, I'm assuming a new image too big to be there now. Remember, new image and millennium. A millennium have got a great big stand there. Uh, they t- still do have that big because st- they always used to have like yeah. big yeah, presence. Millennium is still millennium is still absolutely there, doing very well from what I can tell. Good because they were like they were like them. Troma and a couple of others <laughs> were. Yeah. Do you ever run into yeah. Barbara these days? No, I haven't seen Barbara much in a long time. God, and how about no, no. how about how about Tony? No, well, funnily enough, I didn't see him, but he's still advertising. Like, I, I get like um, uh, like you know, post outs from from uh, Hollywood. Well, not Hollywood Wizards. What's it called now? Casbar Entertainment or something? Yeah, he still sends out. He still sends out like stuff. He's got quite an active Instagram page as well, actually. Oh, really? I'll have yeah, to I'll have to follow Tony. Yeah, that's see how cool. Tony is doing, huh? He puts out lots of clips of the old films, like the one we watched. Oh, brilliant. The, um, yeah, the, the space one. It's quite funny. I can't even... York Entertainment are no longer listing on... Um, I can't see them on the internet either. No. I mean, these, a lot of people have gone down, to be honest. And uh, do you know what? That's kind of... I mean, you know, I, I'd be gobsmacked if Tanya York ever went down because she never fucking paid a bill in her life. <laughs> and you can sue me for that one and you can take out yeah, the money you probably sure. owe me <laughs> sure, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and the one you probably own every other fucking person on the planet mm. not that i'm bitter and i don't blame yeah. you for staying quiet on this one but uh you know <laughs> i am not a fan <laughs> no, 
Um, and I don't think anyone that dealt with them are. So, um, but anyway, so so it's all it's all gone bit tits up then. Yeah, I mean, look, like I say, we've done really well. Can't complain. And you know, there are some companies there that have always been there and stuff, which is great. So that's good. Uh, but in terms of footfall and in terms of like, I'm waiting for the announcement that says more people than ever attended camp, <laughs> and, and they'll be and they'll be including like waiters and fucking like tourists and stuff because I don't. It's just bullshit. And you'll be like, where are they? It's just bullshit. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, something, there's something to be said for less people going. By the way, there's something oh, to be said for that. Oh my god! But, Sorry, I look. I, I know, kind of fellow distributor and all that. You're probably gonna not have too much of an opinion. She has a book out. Tanya York has really? a book out called How to Make really? Money Making Movies The Secrets oh. of Becoming a Profitable Filmmaker. Interesting. I'm guessing there's one page, and the page is never pay anyone anything. Right, yeah, keep all the money. Keep all the fucking money. Um, wow. I mean, that's, yeah, that's like, that's like, um, <laughs> that's like Paul Tanter doing How to Direct Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bringing that one up again? Well, it's the only person I could think of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we've kind of got a little bit inside baseball. So, Ross, where can the wonderful people find out more about you? Uh, I'm, I'm buying this fucking book, by the way. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you should. I think it could be interesting. I'm uh, at Ross Boyask and all the things. Uh, and uh, and also, please follow at Evo Films UK for all of the evolutionary film stuff and all the things. Oh, and also uh, at Vengeance Film UK because there's going to be lots of news and announcements fairly soon about a certain sequel. So Ooh. that would be cool. What sequel? What? Is it like uh, Avengers 3? We're, we're calling it the imaginatively titled Vengeance 2. Oh, uh, um, wow. I mean, yeah. did, did, you, uh, did you AB test that one? No. And you can find oh go sorry no no sorry and you can find out more about us at www.philsquickreview.co.uk all the w's all the w's Ross and Phil talk movies on Instagram Phil quick review on Twitter and I think that's probably it have you got anything else anything you want to say anything anything anyone 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 and on that, on on that note, love ya. Bye. 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 How to make money making movies. Bye bye.